Thanks for joining us and supporting Vikido Fitness. We ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to www.vikidofitness.com forward slash join. Again, that's www.vikidofitness.com forward slash join and register for a $6 monthly subscription. And remember, keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about research articles and hot topics. Our topic today is, what's new? Hot topic number 47. Cancer is one of the leading causes of death in the world. According to experts, here are a few best ways to prevent cancer. Number one, stop using tobacco and avoid secondhand smoke. Number two, eat a healthy, balanced diet. Number three, keep a healthy weight and stay active. Number four, stay protected from the sun. There's a new drug that prolonged life in younger women with advanced breast cancer. Blueberries may promote heart health. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe, how are you? I am fine. Oh, we've been having some funny weather, tornadoes. This morning, this and- morning it was... It was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was coming out of New York over the past weekend, and my plane was delayed three hours. Uh-huh. The plane didn't leave New York until midnight, didn't get into Pittsburgh till 1 o'clock. Oh, wow. Didn't get home till 3. Oh. Now, you know I was fried. And those were all because of thunderstorms, you know, buzzing around. And today, we've been getting these warnings about thunderstorms tonight. I know, What's I know. What's going on? Is this global warming It's or global what? climate change and everything else. It's terrible. And all those floods like in Pine Bluff, Arkansas and all those places down south. Yes. Those people's houses are underwater. I know. That's crazy. Underwater. You know, we keep talking about it. Hopefully we'll start doing something because in a minute all the whole thing will be underwater. Well, there's some people not calling any names Trump. I mean, but there's some people that don't (laughs) don't believe in climate change. I know. Everybody needs to get on the bandwagon. Hopefully everybody will understand yeah, because it's serious. Because the ice caps are melting. Uh huh. People are noticing that the polar bears are dying because they don't have any place to stand. And I know it's know. terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. But one thing I have to say: the the new generations, the millennial, the the Gen Z, they're and, where, and, they, and they, X's they, and Y's. They're all they're yeah familiar with it. Mm-hmm. They're and trying protesting. to do something. Yes, yes they're trying protesting. to do something. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime. I guess I have to take cover in my big old I better dungeon. get some umbrellas. <laughs> get some doggone umbrellas. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But hopefully, you know, we'll get more sunshine. Because this rain is something. It is. It's something it else. It is. 
Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 47. Now, we just celebrated, it happened June 2nd, we celebrated National Cancer Survivor Day. Now, according to the CDC, we know that cancer is an umbrella term for a large group of diseases caused when abnormal cells divide rapidly and spread to other tissue and organs. Now, cancer is one of the leading causes of death in the world, and there's robust research in healthcare and medicine in the medicine world every day to find the cure, but to also help us to do the lifestyle habits that we need to do to prevent and to lower our risk for getting various kinds of cancer. So this month, we want to spread awareness to everyone in our families and our communities about the importance of early detection, but also the things we need to do to lower our risk as well. Now, health experts suggest that knowing the factors that contribute to cancer can help you live a lifestyle that decreases your cancer risk. According to experts, these are the seven best ways to prevent cancer. Foremost and most especially, stop using tobacco and avoid secondhand smoke. That's it. Now, if you notice I said tobacco, I said it the southern way. Right. That tobacco, give that up. Exactly. <laughs> and even and dipping. Yeah, but people still do that. Can you imagine? People are still smoking. Oh, a lot of people are still smoking. That's interesting. A lot of people are still smoking. People in healthcare are still going outside to smoke. Yes. I, it's just, it's unfathomable. I just, I mean, what part of don't you understand the cancer risk with oh, smoking? Oh, my. And then it mess, it, it's not only that. It destroys your, your vessels and it your platelets. Does. And your, it restricts your blood vessels, so you get all kinds of peripheral vascular disease. And, so heart and you disease. can't breathe. Yes. And you're on a Lung disease. And, oh, my oh, goodness. It's a precursor it's for a lot of stuff. such a bad, bad. Ex- and I heard today, was it yesterday? I heard mm-hmm. the average cost of a pack of cigarettes is $16. Oh, my goodness. I'm from the South. I remember when they were 25 cents yeah. a pack uh, that's of cigarettes a- <laughs> in Salem, North Carolina, where I grew up, Tobacco King. Or maybe at least $5. Yeah, 16 bucks now for a, uh, for that's a pack crazy. of cigarettes. That's crazy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So let's just do the math. 16 times 7, that's roughly 100. So $400 a month for, for cigarettes. Dang. Cancer sticks, as we used to call them. Yes. That's just unbelievable. That's crazy. But their people are still, still, They're still, doing still running it. outside. You know, people will go. And here's another thing that amazes me. Uh-huh. I, you go downtown or whatever. People are in the, in, it's like two degrees outside. People are smoking. Still going outside to smoke. Because they won't allow you to smoke inside. Mm. They're going outside in two degrees. Mm. It, I mean, is your habit that bad? Yeah, it's addicting. It's addicting. Yes, yes. So... Stop smoking, guys, and avoid secondhand smoke. Number two, you need to eat a healthy, balanced diet. We Mm -hmm. always talk about that. Mm -hmm. Limit your intake of processed meats. Mm -hmm. Consider adopting a Mediterranean diet that focuses mainly on plant-based foods, lean proteins, and healthy fats. Mm -hmm. Number three, avoid alcohol or drink in moderation. Mm -hmm. Moderate drinking is 
defined as one drink a day for women of all ages and men older than 65 and up to two drinks a day for men 65 years of age and younger. Number four, keep a healthy weight and stay active by getting at least 30 minutes of physical activity every day. Stay protected from the sun. That's a big one. Yeah. Because skin cancer is on the rise, Uh isn't it? It is. Cover up with clothing, sunglasses, and a hat, and apply sunscreen frequently when you're out in the sun. Avoid the sun between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. This is when the sun's rays are at their strongest. Stay in the shade as much as possible when you're outside. Now, you know that messes up our vitamin D. It does. <laughs> it does. But what do you want? Vitamin D deficiency yeah. or skin cancer? Wait, wait, I don't right, know. Exactly. I don't know. And exactly. then you can make up with the vitamin D by um, exposing yourself at different hours. Mm-hmm. So more in the evening, mm-hmm. you can still get that vitamin D exposure or mm-hmm. more early in the morning mm-hmm. because it's not just the sun, but it's the, the actual light, the daylight mm-hmm. That's good enough for uh, vitamin D. Now, avoid tanning beds and sunlight, which can damage your skin just as much as the sun. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to know when the best times, like we said, to go out in the sunlight. Not in the midday. Not in the midday. It's early in the morning. Right and evening right and then you definitely got to avoid the tanning beds right get vaccinated against viral infections that lead to cancer such as hepatitis b and hpv and don't engage in risky behaviors practice safe sex and don't share needles when using drugs or prescription medications only get tattoos at licensed parlors pass and pass whenever whenever in doubt pass Pass. right pass that's it and last but not least see your doctor regularly so they can screen you for various types of cancer this increases your chances of catching any possible cancers as early as possible and so for more information folks about the national cancer awareness Healthline, go to www.healthline.com. So what do you think, Dee? No, these are all very good uh, recommendations. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. And so we want to... And they cover the gamut. I mean, they're all kind of all over the place. So they cover a lot of... Yeah, so it all boils down back to um, lifestyle, right? Healthy Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Right. Make sure, guys, make sure you go to our resources page, www.vickidofitness.com forward slash resources and check out all of our tools and services that are there. We want to make these easy, accessible for you so that you can continue on your healthy living journey and make it attainable. And so make sure you check out our latest edition. I've been I've been buying up me something with some Reebok. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we added Reeboks <laughs> on there. They have fitness apparel. They have shoes. How nice. Sports items. And these are all at your fingertips. And so you need to go and Check them out. Check them out. Rebots. But we have other stuff on there. We have barefoot yoga. We have sun basket. I have my stuff coming in from sun basket once a week. They send me three recipes and meals and they're delicious. I'm going to start posting them on our Facebook so you can see them. They're very easy to do. And then you don't have to worry at least three days of the week. I don't have to worry about cooking healthy and what I'm going to eat. 
exactly. Mm -hmm. Even though it seems like it costs money for you to get that sent to you, it actually saves money mm -hmm. so that you won't buy all this food mm -hmm. in the refrigerator mm -hmm. and end up throwing it out because mm -hmm. it spoils and you don't eat it exactly. or you don't have time to cook it. Exactly. Isn't that something? Yep. I'm loving Sun Basket and I want you guys to go and try it out. And remember that when you buy and use any of our affiliate links, you are supporting us here at Vicky Doe Fitness. And as always, Dee, we want to thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you for your support. Now, Dee, you know, I'm trying to, you've been hearing all my, my woes and stuff for trying to get ready for the summer, you know, trying to clean, trying to get our air conditioned unit and all that mm -hmm. fixed and electrical stuff. But yep. the highlight is that, and you know, Natalie got into her medical school five-year program yay, at OSU. So that's where I was this weekend, trying to maneuver. You're, you're a good mommy. I've been there and done that. <laughs> you're a good mommy. I'm just sitting back going, Ooh. thank you. I didn't know to do that. Oh, my God. God. I remember all that moving and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. God, College, yes. grad school, this, but the good news is that you're doing it That's for a key. good purpose. Yes, yes. For a good purpose. Yes, and you know, Natalie deserves it. She's been, she's been oh my God, hard. in yes. the trenches. Yeah, she's been in the trenches. And she just thankful for you guys, for all her mentors, you most especially, just her dad, Nate. We're you just know, happy just happy that she's mm -hmm. finally, but you know, she worked hard. She paid her dues. That's it. She paid her dues and it, it, she she made it good for her. It's yes. good school. She's yes. gonna do very well. Yes. Yeah, so there we go. But apartments, man, I can't even believe the rents that you they were talking are about. expensive, I mean, this is crazy. And this isn't even New York or California. This is around campus, and man, they're just building up. It's I mean, unbelievable. I mean, everywhere you look, it's this construction popping up, popping up here mm. and there. Mm. But remember. Last year, OSU had the most grads. Oh, wow. They had a whole well, bunch of like people. About 50,000 They had a lot. Yeah, and yeah. they had a lot of graduate folks. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these folks are staying in mm -hmm. town. Yeah. Doing their own businesses. Yeah. Being a part of the businesses. So. Yeah, Columbus has exploded. Yes. I mean, it was nothing but a little cow town. Yeah, we used to call it slow lumbus. I mean, that's exactly. <laughs> when I was in college, you breeze through Columbus and go on down to Cincinnati. Yes, What's Lumbus. happening in slow lumbers? <laughs> wow, it was nothing but a cow town. Cow I know. Cows back, back, running around. Back in the day when back I was in there the day. at the Ohio State University. Now I go on camp. Man, I can't even. It's, it's so different now. It's so different. But, yeah, we were successful. You know, we got that's her good. a nice place. And so now just the process of moving, mm -hmm. that's going to be something. Yeah. But she's excited, and we're excited, too. It's for a good cause. And at least we got family down there. Mm -hmm. And that's important, that support system. Don't yep. you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. That support system. Because when you have that rough day, you want to be able to talk to somebody or see somebody or somebody yes. invite you over for dinner yes. or, you know, something like that. Yes. So, yeah, definitely, yes. definitely. So, yeah, she's going into her new life. And then with me, I'm just, you know, I still got my youngest in the groove. Uh -huh. She'll be coming back Sunday yeah. mm -hmm. from Cape Town uh -huh. and moving on to the next. Okay. But I'm in the 
part where, and I'm trying to get Nate, he, he just ain't got it yet. We're trying to transition to where we are fully letting go. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. We got to let go. They Empty got their nesters. own lives. Empty nesters. You know. Yeah. They have their own mm-hmm. lives. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. What was your week like? So I went to New York last weekend. Okay. That, oh, New York is always fun for uh-huh. a minute. For a minute. Until you broke. <laughs> um, so got there Friday, met my sister. My nephew, Dr. Philip Harris, was singing on Sunday at the Walter Bruno Auditorium at Lincoln Center with a group of really well-known oh, that's uh, nice. gospel singers. Oh, wow. And really three great pianist in and of their own right and so we got there we went to a great soul food restaurant called spoon fed okay and then the next morning i usually like to do my own thing i'm a i'm a lone wolf when i travel so i got up in the morning mm-hmm. had breakfast and my hotel had a, a place where you could sit outside and eat okay overlooking fifth avenue and oh, that was yeah, that's fun nice. weather yes. was great yes. and then i went to the metropolitan the Museum of Modern Art, and yes. saw a Juan Miro exhibition, which was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Then I had to meet my sister because she's getting ready to be the mother of the bride. So we went to go look for dresses, and my she bought my my niece a bridal dress at Kleinfels. I guess okay, yes. that place for say yes to the dress. Say yes to the dress. Yes, uh, say yes to the dress. Was she on the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching that show. So I've got to watch it. I've never watched Say Yes to the Dress. I so love she, that show. She said yes to the dress. And then I went to see a revival of, of My Fair Lady oh. on Broadway, oh. which was just absolutely fabulous. I had great seats up front. Uh-huh. I could almost touch the actors. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Star-studded cast of great singers and actors and actresses. And then um, that evening we went to a great Greek restaurant mm-hmm. where we we got to pick out our own seafood. Okay. And then they prepared it for us. Oh, that's interesting. So like I had soft shell crab and they had that little crab had just been crawling and then I ate it. Well, you know, that's what, hey, we have to eat some. We have to eat. So they had fresh fish there and they cooked mm-hmm. it, prepared it however you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday was the concert, which was really, really very I saw pictures well done. Of it. I yeah, saw pictures. Yeah. So that was New York is it's it's oh, a great it's city. Great. It's, although I was walking because we all kind of stayed around Times Square, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, that's why I love. There's just too many people in New York. It is, isn't it? it? I mean, I don't care where you are, what time of the day, you walk in like it's sardines. Always, yeah. And then it's always, even at night, it's always movement happening. Always. Times always. Square was, I love to come in Times Square now that they've blocked it off. Right. People come there and sit on those steps. Mm-hmm. And now they've got little tables and chairs where you can, and yes, it's been sit. allocated so you can have beer and wine. Yes. So it's just great, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but then you got to get out of there. You have to get out of there because that money. Woo. Oh, my goodness. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And bada bing. <laughs> oh, man. But it is a nice quick because on it the is. plane. You, 45 minutes. Yeah, you just in yeah, there. You're bam, in you're yeah. down, in and yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So good. It's nice to, sometimes it's nice to just, just get, get away. away. And, yeah. look, you know, you, especially if the weather's good, you wonder why you're in, why you're not in New York more frequently because, like I said, from Pittsburgh, from wheels up to wheels down, it's 45 minutes. I know. Yeah. I know. It's so, nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that sounds good, Yeah. Dee. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun. So what is going on this week? Everything. Yes. Have you been looking at basketball? Hell no. (laughs) Not interested. (laughs) In the least bit. No. That'll be a negatory. (laughs) Not interested at all. No. 
going out in my living room and picking out my old calf shirts. Right, right. Oh, my remember. God. No, I'm not. Well, who's playing? Well, it's the Raptors. I mean, I know who's playing, but I'm just kidding. Who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> who's playing? Okay, right, right. So, but it is the Raptors and the Warriors. But here's the thing. I don't start watching. It's game three. I've been kind of uh-huh. watching bits and pieces, uh-huh. but it's game three tonight. So now I'm going to start watching. Yeah. It gets interesting now. So now it gets interesting. What's the score? The Warriors won the first game, uh-huh. or did the Raptors won the first, and then the second, the Warriors, then the third is tonight. Okay. Yeah, it's either or. Okay. They each won, you know, a game. I don't know this Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he was, he was, they took a chance and, and got him. Who does he play with? He plays with the Raptors. Okay. And he is doing. They're a pretty good looking team. I mean, he's the before, superstar. Even before this, the finals. And they've, they've had a star-studded mm-hmm. audience. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors have on their side, they've been there before, but mm-hmm. the Raptors look like they're a formidable force to oh, be big time. with. Big so, time. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting good. That's and they, good. they panned the audience, and there was Barack Obama I saw that. in Canada, and I guess what? That. He got a standing ovation. I saw that, like an MVP or something. Yes, yes. So, so they did that. That's and then, you know, Drake is always is in the there? Oh, oh, does he own part of the Raptors? I don't what? know. He might. Because I was just wondering. I see him all the time. I was wondering if he was part owner of the Raptors. I don't know. Okay. I got to research that. Yeah, yeah. I got to research Where that. Where is the game tonight? Is it in California or is it in Toronto? I think it's in California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in California. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But yeah, I'll be watching it. Mm-hmm. I won't be. <laughs> Let's see what rerun. Grey's Anatomy. Something I watch. ER. Something other than Something that. Other than that. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, Serena Williams, you know, guess she what? Lost. She's the she lost, but guess what? She's number one. She number one. They put it she's mm-hmm. the number one athlete on Forbes list of the richest self made women. Good for her. The twenty-three times grand needs one more. That's all she needs. Grand more. Slam winner has a reported net worth of two hundred and twenty-five million at age thirty-seven. That's you can't beat that. That's a piece of change. You can't beat that. No, can't beat that. And that's what she's reporting. That's no. a piece of change, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not going to say that about of, her, but, but you know, right. that's what we know of. That's she ain't going to tell us all I mean, the, the truth stuff. of the matter is that is all we know of. Right. That's all yeah, we I mean, know that's of. That's the truth of the matter. That's, that's the truth of the matter. Because a lot of times, you know, the only people that know are the IRS. Exactly. Right. And, and then, sometimes they be waiting. They be Exactly. Yeah. Right. But yep. she does a lot of good for the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, she does. She? she does. With her money. Yeah, yes. She does. So kudos to and her. And I mean, she looked really good on the court. You uh-huh. know, here's a woman who's had ankle issues, knee issues, had almost a baby, died, blood clots, almost died postpartum, mm-hmm. and then she just keeps coming back. Just mm-hmm. keep. Com- and then there's a lesson to be learned mm-hmm. for everybody, not just women, but for men too. The fortitude that it takes yes. to just keep. And at that level, I know she's playing against. 20-some-year-olds. I know. Mm. At that level, can you imagine how much it takes to work out and be fit to be at that level? I know. Good for her. Good for her. So whatever she does, whatever kudos. Whatever she does, right? kudos. That's exactly yeah, it. At that level. I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll still be hoping and praying yes. that she can get that 24. Yeah, we want Wimbledon. That's her strong suit. Yes, yes. That's her strong suit. Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. her strong suit. 
Well, you were talking about this article yeah. about what? Cancer Society's uh-huh. first black leader. Uh-huh. And it's, it's fortuitous that I mentioned that because I didn't realize that this was Cancer Survivor Month. Mm-hmm. And so I've been knowing about this man for many, many years. Dr. LaSalle LaFall, surgeon and educator who, as the first black president of the American Cancer Society, was a leader in promoting awareness of the risk of cancer, particularly among African Americans, died on May 25th. He was mm-hmm. 89. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was that old because he's continued to be active. Okay. His son said he too died of cancer. And Aww. he was born in the Florida Panhandle. He was the first black president of the American College of Surgeons in 1979. I remember that. Mm-hmm. He's the first black person to head the Society of Surgical Oncology and Society for Surgical Chairs. And in 2002, President Bush appointed him to be chairman of the president's cancer panel. So, I mean, he's been all over cancer his whole mm-hmm. career. He mm-hmm. was president of the American Cancer Society in 1978. And he launched a campaign to promote early diagnosis and prevent measures to reduce the high risk of higher rates of lung, stomach, pancreatic, and esophageal cancer among mm. black men and uterine cancer among black women. Mm. Dr. Wayne Frederick, he's now president of Howard. Okay. He studied under Dr. LaFall, and he said this is where Dr. LaFall chaired the medical college's department for 25 years. He said he was a surgeon par excellence oncologist, medical educator, civic leader, and mentor to me and so so many others. It's said that Dr. LaSalle LaFall trained about 6,000 of Howard's future oh, physicians. Wow. So that's most of the black physicians in this country. Isn't that something? Because how, how many is it? I don't know, but you know. Uh-huh. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. He would remind his protégés of the value of education and of the pressures he felt as a black man never to, to be considered second rate. I can't afford ever to do less than best, mm-hmm. he told the Washington Post in 79. I don't mind being the first but I don't want to be the only. So he performed surgery. Here's a, another thing. Like I said, I never realized he was that old. Oh, wow. He performed surgery until he was 76. Oh, wow. He practiced till he was 83. So we were always hearing about him. Mm-hmm. And he remained on the faculty to his death. So, you know, kudos and rest in peace, Dr. LaSalle LaFall. You did a lot for um, medicine, for surgery, for African-Americans in surgery, and for African-Americans in cancer. And uh, we're just sorry to uh, lose him. Yeah. I know, but... Just think of his legacy. Oh, most definitely. That is here. Yeah, most and definitely. And that he left behind. Yeah. There's a serious problem with diversity, with mm. few doctors of color and, mm-hmm. and white doctors who struggle to relate to black patients, mm-hmm. particularly the African-American men. Mm-hmm. So roughly 6% of physicians and surgeons are black. Okay, well, that's there it is, less than 10%. Ooh, there less it than is. 10%. And there's even less because I told you, I look at the statistics of, of Af- and we talk about this all the time at the National Medical Association mm. meetings, the few number of African-American men that are going into medical schools. Mm. So your pool from which you're going to have to pick, they're not gonna be, there's, no, there's not going to be a pool of African-American physicians to pick from because they're not going to school for a number of reasons. They're discouraged. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like they can pass the test. I mean, Mm. you know, you and I have have daughters that have gone through that whole struggle of the MCATs and how you're discouraged and people, Mm -hmm. you know, try to try to second guess African-Americans and so forth. So and we have females who tend to be doing a little bit better. But the it's men, still not, yeah, the still men, not. no, the men, the African American men is, mm-hmm. a, and, and I remember during my day mm-hmm. when I when I was in medical school, they were there was a push for getting African American men. A lot of them were pushed out at that time, but mm-hmm. now. Mm-mm. 
Wow. No. Wow. It's very sad. And then I was reading a study just the other day where it said that African-American men are more than likely to, they're, they're dying young, prematurely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they looked at the stats, those that had uh, African-American physicians, mm-hmm. most especially the men, mm-hmm. they had better outcomes mm-hmm. because they came back. Right. They came back. Mm-hmm. So you, you would go to the first, you know, yo, I'm, I got a problem. Mm-hmm. And you go to that doctor. Mm-hmm. If you ain't relating, mm-hmm. then you probably ain't coming back for your checkup right. or for any other stuff. Right. But when they were African-American physicians, mm-hmm. the African-American men mm-hmm. came back and therefore their health outcome was far better. Mm-hmm. And it decreased the mm-hmm. risk mm-hmm. for dying prematurely. Right. Isn't that something? Yep. yep. That's powerful, isn't That's it? very powerful. I believe it. So we got to figure out what we're going to do. I don't know. I, don't I just know. don't know. I we mean, got to figure I, it out. I just don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. That's something yeah. for us to work yeah. on. Yeah. Well, our next what's going on this week, we got all these folks that are passing away, but they're, they're doing and have done great things. We have Dr. Patricia Bath. Mm-hmm. She dies at 76, mm-hmm. but she was the cataract treatment mm-hmm. inventor. It says Patricia Bath, you can find this in the Washington Post, mm-hmm. a pioneering ophthalmologist who became the first African-American female doctor to receive a medical patent mm-hmm. after she invented a most precise treatment for cataracts Mm -hmm. and she died this past may 30th at the hospital in san francisco she was 76 the cause her daughter said was complications of cancer wow and that's something but yeah if you look at her her legacy she helped pave the way for a generation of black female ophthalmologists and there weren't that many there weren't that many black male ophthalmologists much less female isn't that something yeah yeah she was the first African-American woman in her field to train at Columbia University's medical school, where she completed a fellowship in 1970 and at NYU. And then she finished her residency in 1973. She joined the ophthalmology team at UCLA, and she became the first black female surgeon on staff and the first woman on the faculty of the Stein Eye Institute. And so she said she was offered an office in the basement of course next was. to the lab animals. Right. And she said she refused it. And mm-hmm. this was according to the 2005 profile for the Smithsonian National Museum mm-hmm. of American History. Mm-hmm. And she said, I didn't say it was racist or it was sexist. I said it was inappropriate mm-hmm. and succeeded in getting acceptable office space. Mm-hmm. I decided I was just going to do my work Mm -hmm. and so she did in the 1980s she joined in researching the use of lasers in Mm -hmm. ophthalmology Mm -hmm. and then that's when in 1988 she patented the laser probe and it's short for laser photoablative cataractic surgery Mm -hmm. which uses a laser to dissolve the cataracts and the device offered less painful cataract treatment and restored the sight of patients who had been blind for decades. Isn't that something? That's amazing. So kudos to kudos. our African-American uh, physicians mm-hmm. and leaders. 
We call that hashtag black excellence. Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag black excellence. Absolutely. That's a good thing, right? It is a good thing. Even though they passed away, um, they left a legacy. Big time. A legacy. Big time. Well, every time we talk about our health tip, and our health tip this time is a five-minute recipe for stress relief. And we know we can all do this because we are constantly stressed out every day. I know we can say that, right, Dee? Every minute. (laughs) Every minute. And you can find this on Vicky Doe Fitness, our website, and it was written by Health Day News. And it says, whether it comes from demands at home, a slow commute, or monthly bills, it's hard to escape stress. Beyond affecting your mood, it can play havoc with your health, from lost sleep and stress mm-hmm. eating to weight gain and heart disease. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately, you can take steps to counter all of these negatives. A simple solution is a 20-minute daily break to practice relaxation in a tranquil spot away from annoyances. But when time is in short supply, you can still do a five-minute de-stress to refresh and refocus. And here are five effective ideas. Number one, breathe with focus. Put all your concentration on taking long, deep breaths. Watch your belly expand as you inhale and contract as you exhale. Number two, meditate. Build on focused breathing by silently repeating a mantra, which can be just a sound, one word, or a short life-affirming phrase of your choice. My life-affirming phrase is... I'm not taking this no more. <laughs> I'm not taking this no more. I'm not taking this. That's it. That's it. That is it. No more. That's, That's it. it. I keep repeating That's that, it. right? That's it. And number three, exercise. You know, we love to talk about exercise, but exercise is a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. So tap into the power of mood boosting endorphins by spending a few minutes moving. You don't even have to leave your office. Just close the door and try walking or running in place at your desk. Or get the mind-body benefits of yoga with a simple move like the tree pose. Standing straight, bend your right knee out to the side to place the sole of your right foot against your inner thigh of your left leg. And you hold this for 30 to 60 seconds. Then you switch the legs and repeat. And those of you that haven't got your balance yet, you pull out your chair and you put your hand out so you can hold on to your chair as you do this pose. Number four, unplug. Turn off all your devices for the full That's five the minutes. That's the hardest. <laughs> Whoa. And let your mind wander <clears throat> or contemplate the view from your window. That is very hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's very hard. But that is something that you can do to de-stress. And last but not least, do guided imagery. With your eyes closed, visualize yourself visiting a favorite place or doing a favorite activity. See yourself in the scene, smiling and having an enjoyable time. And that's the time to be on the beach. It is. We can have that imaginary being on the beach. I'm starting to fast so I can do some beach ready stuff. Some readiness. Some readiness. Um, Fasting. (laughs) Regimen. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, do that guided imagery. Don't limit yourself to one technique 
that is what this article is suggesting. Create a menu that you can pick from depending on the situation. And so those are the five techniques on how you can de-stress. Yep. Simple movements, simple things to do in a day. So yep. what, what's your thoughts on that, Dee? I, I love it. I mean, they're all pretty focused, all, you know, don't require a lot of equipment. Yes. Don't have to go out and buy new outfits. No. All stuff that you can do. So, mm-hmm. no, great. So what's the latest, D? So I was just uh, looking at the latest statistics. Nothing new on Ebola, but our, our biggest problem is right here at home with measles cases. Oh, I know. So from January the 1st to May 31st, 2019, 981 individual cases of measles have been confirmed confirmed in 26 states. This is an increase of 41 cases from the previous week. This is the greatest number of cases reported in the United States since 1992 mm. and since measles was declared eliminated in the year 2000. And then it goes on to talk about the states that are involved. And probably, I haven't really looked at the, the latest statistics, but as you know, New York State and New York City are right up there on the top of uh, outbreaks. Yes. Um, you got some sects of people in that area of New York who just will not vaccinate their kids. So it's just wreaking havoc on the whole area because a lot of parents are afraid to let their kids do things, go out, you know, because of the fear of Yeah, you get somebody exposed, that's been, right. You know, so yeah, it's bad. And like I said, it's not just the young people, it's the those that are elderly that are, may not be, you know, their immune system may not be what it was. So like I said last week when I did my, uh, mm-hmm. the week before when I did my measles review, mm-hmm. you need to talk to your doctor mm-hmm. who can see what the latest recommendations and guidelines are for revaccination. Big time. Yeah. And I just noticed in the drugstore yesterday, I went into one of the drugstores, uh-huh. they were offering measles vaccine. And that's something. So they're making it easy for people. Yes. So there's no excuse. No excuses, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yes. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 47. Now, our first article, you can find it on Vicky Doe Fitness written by Health Day News. And it says, have apps, get in shape. Okay. Well, it says exercise apps and fitness trackers are all the rage and now, a new study shows that might actually work, you know, and you know, they go I back just, and forth. They go so much back no, and forth. They go back and forth. But I will tell folks, after you read this article, make sure you go on our resources page. I've always said, and I've always known, because we use the polar heart rate monitors uh-huh. and, and fitness trackers mm-hmm. and all that. We've always used that in our exercise lab, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much accurate. And so that's why I admonish folks, because now they're making new fitness trackers, but uh-huh. these have the heart rate monitors on them, and you still can, they still sync in with the heart rate chest strap Uh that you can put on too and these are pretty much accurate because yeah we're going to talk about you know the activity monitors and the apps and the fitness trackers but some you know some are better than others some are better than others exactly Yeah. yeah so it says a new study shows that they might actually work so a combination of an exercise app an activity tracker and personal and that's the key Personal counseling yes. increased women's physical activity <laughs> levels, and researchers found. The study of 210 inactive women found that three months of this combined approach 
increased the number of <laughs> steps they took each day and their amount of moderate to vigorous physical activity. Even if the women stopped using the mobile phone app after three months, they continued to get more exercise, the findings showed. After the women had gained the skills and the knowledge during the initial part of the study, they only needed the fitness tracker, not the app, to continue being more active. The University of California, San Francisco researchers explained. And that's pretty great. That's, mm -hmm. That is pretty good to mm -hmm. see that. The study was published online May 24th mm -hmm. in JAMA Network Open. Mm -hmm. And it says, studies, and this was said by the lead author, Hushimi Fakuka, a professor at the UCSF School of Nursing, she said, studies show that engaging in at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity per week can reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and even types of cancer. And this is what the lead author said, a professor at the UCSF School of Nursing. She also said in a university news release, she said, digital technologies are moving faster than research in transforming the way we promote physical activity, and in reducing risk of chronic illness. But in addition to an activity tracker and a mobile app, having activity goals, self-monitoring, and accountability are important. And so we see that mobile phone apps and activity trackers are increasingly popular, but research on their effectiveness has been uneven. And we were just saying that. You see some that mm -hmm. said, oh, they're good, they help. Some mm -hmm. that say they don't help. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing, trying to do more research mm -hmm. as we speak. Mm -hmm. The app used in this study was developed by the researchers and featured a daily message or video clip that reinforced seven concepts dis discussed during counseling along with a daily diary for recording progress. The app also included summary, help, talk to us, and weekly goals options. Activity goals automatically increased 20% each week to a daily target of 10,000 steps. Artificial intelligence has great potential to provide personalized physical activity and lifestyle modification programs and effectively allocate resources to individuals needing the most assistance. And that was said by Fakuka, the professor at the UCSF. She also added, we plan to conduct a randomized controlled trial that examines the effect of the AI-based physical activity intervention in those that have cardiovascular risk factors. That's a good thing. Good. At least they're doing more yeah, studies good. to yeah. find out. Yeah. And, and But at the end of the day, more, any Fitbit I know, I know. is better than no Fitbit. Or just getting up and walking. Or just get right. And even just if you do it the old way, exactly. get up and walk and then just write down how many minutes exactly. you <laughs> do it right. Exactly. At least you're being active because that's the main goal. Exactly. Trying to be more active. Exactly. Well, our next article, D, it yeah. says a drug prolonged life in younger women yeah. with advanced breast cancer. Yeah, I've been hearing about this drug for a couple of years now, and a drug that can slow the progression of advanced breast cancer has been shown for the first time to lengthen survival in women whose disease started before or during menopause, researchers reported. In patients who took the drug along with standard treatment, 70% were still alive three and a half years later compared with only 46% of those given standard treatment alone. 
hormone. The standard treatment uses drugs to block the hormone estrogen or to stop the body from making it because estrogen feeds the growth of breast cancer. The new findings apply only to women who have not yet reached menopause or are still going through it and whose tumors are sensitive to not only estrogen but lack a protein called HER2. Okay. This is wonderful news, Dr. Sylvia Adams, a breast cancer specialist and researcher. It is fantastic news. Mm-hmm. It really is. She was not part of the study, said Dr. Sylvia Adams. She's a breast cancer specialist and researcher at the New York University Langone's um, Health Perlmutter Cancer Center. She wasn't part of the study, but she called it a very important milestone. Mm-hmm. She added, it's a trial worth highlighting as there have been very few studies in advanced breast cancer and generally showing survival. Younger patients, you know, we always talk about these younger patients having, I'm sure everybody's heard about these triple negative, the more aggressive form of cancer young people have because breast cancer is known to be more aggressive and to be associated with a poor prognosis in younger women. The researchers wrote in the New England Journal of Medicine, which will publish the article online, I guess this past Tuesday, Mm. when the results are to be presented at an annual meeting of the American Society of Clinical Oncology in Chicago. I think there's a lot of optimism now that we have published the survival boundaries that Dr. Debu Trapathy, an author of the study and chairman of breast oncology at MD Anderson, which is one of the great cancer centers in this country. Mm-hmm. Once you break a boundary, you learn how to break more boundaries. About 25% of breast cancers in the United States are diagnosed in premenopausal women. In poor countries, he said, the proportion of young women is higher because the risk does not keep rising with the age the way it does in richer areas where it appears linked to weight gain. Mm. In the United States, 268,000 new cases of breast cancer are expected this year and 41,000 deaths. Globally, there are 2.1 million new cases a year, and last year there were mm. 600,000 deaths. Oh, wow. The drug used in the clinical trial called ribocyclib, that's I'm pronouncing it the way they... They put it phonetically, right? Uh Ribocyclib Mm -hmm. is a so-called targeted therapy which blocks an enzyme that helps cancer grow. It was first approved by the FDA in 2017. I remember when it was Mm -hmm. approved for postmenopausal women with advanced breast cancer. And then in 2018 for younger women. Mm. Its approvals were based on its ability to stop breast cancer from progressing, but halting progression does not always help patients live longer. A drug may stop working. The cancer may come back. Okay, here's the rub. Uh, uh, that's it. It costs, how much? it's a pill, $12,533 a month. But how many times do you take the pill? Probably once a day. Oh, my God. According to Dana Cooper. I'm not really sure that it could be once a week, once a month. But, I'm it's, not sure. but it's more than just I think one it may pill. Be, right, right. Women may take the drug for months or several years. Oh. The company paid for the study, designed it. It's probably maybe not every day. It may be once a week or once a month. The company paid for the study, designed it, compiled the data, and paid professional medical writers to help prepare the journal article. Researchers at medical centers in the United States, Asia, Latin America, and Europe participated and vouched for the accuracy. Although we have to say with tongue-in-cheek, we've been down this road before. Yes. All right. Women taking the drug have to be monitored because this is what Mary Banks is going into. Okay. Cardio-oncology. Okay. Because this drug has been associated with irregular heart rhythms, Ah. as well as liver and kidney problems and lowered blood count and can increase the risk of infection where I come in. So it's a lot of stuff, stuff. side effects with that. Yep. Studies of two other drugs in the same class, which also stop progression, have not found a survival benefit, and research is still going underway. This study included 672 women, 18 to 59, with 72% age 40 and older, all had advanced breast cancer, meaning 
it had recurred after treatment or had begun to spread and was no longer curable. All had estrogen-sensitive tumors. Okay, so they had it. Right. Okay. Wow. So in the past, standard treatment for, mm-hmm. for women in this situation involved treatments like tamoxifen, which is my, what my mother has taken. Okay. Since she developed breast cancer at 70. She was 72 or 73, and she's 101. Wow. Premenopausal women taking aromatase inhibitors need another drug as well to shut down their ovaries. But in women with advanced cancers, the hormonal therapy often stops working after after a year or so. Mm. All the women in the study got some form of hormonal treatment and half were picked at the random to receive ribocyclib. Sheila Hidalgo, 50, who's of Orange, Texas, was a participant. Breast cancer first was diagnosed in 2009 when she was 40 and now has spread to her liver, lungs, and bones. She mm. took the Novartis drug from January 15th to September 17th. 2017, from January 2015 to September 2017. During that time, a tumor in her lung and several in her liver disappeared, and a large one in her liver shrank more than six centimeters down to a half. Her only side effect was a little fatigue. After a little more than two and a half years, the cancer in her liver began growing back kind of fast, she said, because the ribocyclib drug appeared to have stopped working for her. Doctor switched her to another drug, but she believes taking ribocyclib helped me. She's now doing chemotherapy, and she says, I've still got a long life ahead of me. <sighs> when you deep. think of those stories, That's it's deep. like, isn't that something? And you wake up in the morning, you think you have problems. I know. You know? And I know my grandmother used to say, look, you know, we complain but when you look at what other folks no are dealing question, with, it, no it's like, you know what? I'll just keep my stuff. Exactly. I'll just keep I'll my keep stuff. I'll keep the few aches and pains that I have. Yes. Yeah. Because that has yeah. to be, oh, my God, that mm-hmm. just has to be. And mm-hmm. then just the fear. It's just like with when a person has a heart attack. Yeah. Most of the time, it's the fear. And we can't get them to exercise because they feel they're going to have another one and it could be worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the fear that you're gonna yeah. have. So just imagine when you when you cure the cancer, the yeah. fear that you're gonna get it again. And, then and it grows back. Yeah. yeah, we're starting to really look at exercise and cancer now because oh, a lot of great. people they're that's doing um, yeah teaching and certifications, mm-hmm. and we're really trying to teach folks how to oh good to deal with cancer patients well, as well. Well, cancer in, in, in combination with a lot of things. Like I said, Mary is doing cardio-oncology, exercise, and cancer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are going out and looking at new uh, mm-hmm. areas mm-hmm. in conjunction with cancer to make things mm-hmm. better for patients. Yes. That's good. To make things That's better. That's good. Yes. Good. It's something. And then eating, yeah. they're looking at that too yeah. because a lot of times the medicine – Makes them nauseated yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. pomegranate works great yeah. with the, the cancer, mm-hmm. the chemotherapy, mm-hmm. so it won't interact or right. do interactive stuff mm-hmm. with the other drugs. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of it's exactly. a lot of research mm-hmm. on food and exercise with cancer mm-hmm. and alternative stuff, too, mm-hmm. like yoga. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, very much so. But that's because we got so many people now that are, you know, being affected by cancer. Imagine Dr. LaFall having cancer, and you now you've been the world's foremost authority in cancer, and, and you, you get got it. it. You got to know all of you got to know all the the stuff. I mean, imagine sitting there thinking of you know everything, you know everything. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. That's tough. Like you say, you wake up in the morning, like your grandmother said. I think I'll just deal with what I, I have just keep right my now. stuff. Me too. <laughs> Me too. But she was feisty, so she didn't yeah. say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being clean with it. it. That's it. That's (laughs) But she was right. Yeah, she She was was right. right. Yes. She was right. Okay, well, our next one, 
we're talking about what is it? Blueberries. blueberries. Yeah, yes. I like this article because that's my favorite uh, thing yes. to eat. Blueberries may be good for the heart. Blueberries may promote heart health, and it says researchers mm-hmm. estimate that eating a cup of blueberries, mm-hmm. and I love blueberries, Me and too. I eat it too. too. I eat it a lot. Eating a cup of blueberries a day reduced the risk of any cardiovascular event by 13%. And that's pretty good, that right? That is pretty good. Well, it says, and this was written in the, the New York Times, mm-hmm. and it says, blueberries may be good for the heart. Researchers conducted a randomized double-blinded trial with 115 overweight and obese adults aged 50 to 75 who were at high risk for cardiovascular disease. One-third of the group ate a cup of freeze-dried um, blueberries a day. Another third, a half cup, and the final third, a similar-looking placebo. The study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, the diet did not affect insulin resistance or blood pressure, but compared with the half-cup consumers and the placebo group, the full-cup group had reduced arterial stiffness and increased levels of HDL. Yay, that was the good the good. Mm-hmm. That's the good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Now, those eating lots of blueberries also had increased levels of anthocyanin, mm-hmm. a type of antioxidant found in plant pigments, and increased levels of cyclic GMP. Right. Exactly. A substance that well, really... That brings back memories of biochemistry. I know. It's the Ugh. little C and then the GMP. Right. right. Cyclic GMP, a substance that relaxes, yes, the smooth muscle cells and improves the blood flow. The authors estimated that eating a cup of blueberries a day reduced the risk of any cardiovascular event by 13% and the risk of coronary heart disease by 11.4 to 14.5%. That's a lot of percent there, right? The author, the senior author, Aidan Cassidy, a professor of nutrition at the University of East Anglia said, in a healthier population, as little as three cups of blueberries a week would have beneficial effects. If everyone ate more fruits and berries, rich in anthocyanin, she said, there would be significant individual and population health benefits. I got to go back to eating more blueberries. I have some in my refrigerator right now that I used to put in my smoothie. I got to get back to making my smoothie in the morning. I've just kind of been lax on that. I got to do that. Yeah, this study did receive support, though. From the U.S. high. Okay. <laughs> All right. See, Blush, I mean. Blueberry Council. <laughs> Council. Con- right. uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't discount the whole study, but you have to look at everything like this as we've done over the years that we've been doing this with a grain of salt. Yes. Maybe more than a grain of salt. I mean, I think there's still, I think there have been some studies no, about benefits of, of blueberries. Yeah, it's been yeah. plenty of studies. And it certainly is one of the more healthier fruits without a lot of sugar. We that's can the key. say that. That's the key. And it has a lot of fiber in yes. it. Yes. That's yes. very good for exactly. you as well. Yeah. Our last but not least article, good luck with that. The FDA aims to make sense of the medicinal cannabis. It's so confusing about where it's legal. I mean, more than even just trying to use it, like where can you use it where you won't go to jail? I know. And then this was this was written in uh, MedPage today, Uh Uh and it says public hearing yields advice of all kinds from all sides. But Mm -hmm. here's the deal. Right here in our valley, you know, we had a few people that had to get the license to do that. 
and Herb Washington. Washington. Yes, and he has a mm-hmm. dispensary open up. Mm-hmm. And remember how some of the Link sisters said that they did a tour of it. Oh, wow, no. So we definitely going to have to have him come to the show definitely. and talk about that. Most definitely, yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. It's very confusing, mm-hmm. but because of the laws. And it's still a federal, what, offense? Yeah. You still get in yeah. jail if you're not, yeah. if you're doing it, especially all of us that are online, you got to be careful because it's legal maybe in Colorado right. and California, but it might not be legal, right. you know, with the recreational and the right. medicinal. I mean, it's just, a, it's confusing. Right. So I guess the, the doctors and they're finding that it's confusing as well. And so it says here in the article, as one FDA official tweeted, following oh so we got people tweeting other than other (laughs) (laughs) won't mention any names but there are other people that are tweeting other people are tweeting okay Okay, yes. let me get yes. back focus here. Okay, we digress. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we digress. Yeah. As one FDA official tweeted following the agency's public hearing, this was Friday, this past Friday on medical cannabis, he said, We will work as quickly as possible to define a way forward. And this is what the speaker said. You guys have a tough job. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they have to figure out and make sense of the guidelines. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the hearing was filled with presentations. They were ranging from experts' scientific summaries to anecdotes from family members of consumers who suffered from cannabis addiction. The health professionals' input covered much of the spectrum. Researchers and other health professionals almost anonymously urged the agency to help increase research into cannabis and that's that's the key too you know we can't we can't even it's not even legal sometimes to even get the plant to right. study the thing exactly so it's it's kind of tough mm-hmm. they also said while suggesting how it could regulate cbd cannabidiol that's how they say it or mm-hmm. cbd products mm-hmm. proliferating the market and further improve public health regarding cannabis consumption. Many of their remarks address the CBD commonly perceived as being, and that's what they do. They say that CBD is um, non-psychoactive, though, as one speaker noted, that doesn't mean it's totally benign. Mm -hmm. And so that's the key, even though they say, and you see these oils being the hemp oil, the CBD Mm -hmm. oils, Mm -hmm. and, and most of them say, well, they're not psychoactive like the THC, mm-hmm. but some folks are saying, especially the farm default, they're saying, mm, I don't think so. Right. It might be right. a little bit. Exactly. So, and this is, you see, this is what the university, the farm D of the University of Wisconsin Madison is saying that CBD could interact with many drugs, but he also added it's a lot is unclear. So mm-hmm. that's where they're trying to have permission to really study and do clinical trials mm-hmm. with the cannabis. Mm-hmm. So, so much about cannabis is, in general, is unclear. And this was said by Dr. Igor Grant, MD, who directs the Center for Medical Cannabis Research at the University of California, San Diego. Mm-hmm. We are rapidly getting behind the curve scientifically in terms of 
what is happening in the real world, and what patients are utilizing. We need to take steps to catch up. So research into the THC and the CBD is limited, he said, and barriers, here we go, at the federal level, keep it that way. Ryan Vandre, a PhD of Johns Hopkins University, noted that not only are THC and marijuana extract or um, designated as Schedule One. These are Schedule One drugs. Mm-hmm. So is synthetic CBD. Mm. Grant recommended examining the concept of a therapeutic window, delving into what cannabis doses are large enough to help consumers, but small enough to prevent them from getting high. Studies have shown that smaller doses yield medical benefits. And this was said by Dr. Vandre that while CBD and THC garner the most attention, researchers should also look into the other 80 plus cannabinoids found in cannabis. Mm-hmm. So you see how they got the hemp oil mm-hmm. that this is see mm-hmm. how so many mm-hmm. sharing state registry data could also help. And that's what health professionals mm-hmm. such as Rick Kingston, who's farm D mm-hmm. of the University of Minnesota suggested granting the FDA access to his state's database, mm-hmm. which he said has more than 16,000 registered patients. Mm. Wow. So Larry Walker of the University of Mississippi's School of Pharmacy and Sue Silly, MD of the Cannabis Focus Scottsdale Research Institute in Arizona, recommended the FDA push the Drug Enforcement Administration to ease its policies regarding cannabis. Walker's team is a National Institute on Drug Abuse contractor but still cannot assess cannabis extracts, he said because of the DEA restrictions. A DEA, that's the Drug uh, Administration, policy likewise is blocking Mm -hmm. Cicely's team Mm -hmm. from obtaining the cannabis it needs to conduct phase Mm -hmm. three clinical trials. And that's Mm -hmm. what they need to see if these um, different types of cannabis, does it actually cause health benefits like some people are actually saying. Exactly. But they're just saying it you know, because their mom said so and their their, their dad said so and I just All feel these better. anecdotal stories. No, you got to get some evidence-based medicine. Right, but then you got to free up the policy yeah, so that they can do, do so that. they can do that, right. And so that's what all of these guys are actually saying, that they just need to figure out how to get these cannabinoids FDA regulated so that they can see if these claims are true. They also said that some of these CBD products are sold as hemp, and they have also found to contain as much as 6.4 milligrams of the THC yeah. per milliliter. And remember, the THC is supposed to be the substance in it to get you high. Exactly. I think that was their fear because now you can't buy any CBD with hemp, at least in the state of Ohio. Right. And so that's really all the chaos, we could say, Mm -hmm. is going about trying to figure out the true what's in these CBD products and to do what is called quality control. Not all. Now, it was 
said, you know, they did a big documentation Uh when they were doing about epilepsy um, Uh patients. Mm -hmm. They say not all epilepsy patients can access necessary pharmaceuticals. This was said by Dr. French, MD of the Epilepsy Foundation in New York Mm -hmm. University School of Medicine. Many are thus taking their taking since they don't have access to the necessary pharmaceuticals, Mm -hmm. a lot of those patients are taking the CBD Mm. without consulting a medical professional. Mm. And they're unaware of the CBD products variability Mm because some some folks have what they well you know the the right amount right of uh, milligrams of the cbd products in it some don't so the doctor has said and she said dr french it's essential that there is consistency with the products in addition to the fda creating manufacturing standards and increasing the availability of important information, such as the potential for interactions Mm -hmm. and side effects. Mm -hmm. There's plenty research going on. The FDA did approve last year. It's called Epidiolex, which is the cannabis-derived drug to treat some epileptic seizures. And Alice Mead, uh, representing manufacturer of Greenwich Bioscientists GW Pharmaceuticals called on the FDA to differentiate consumer goods and FDA-approved medicines made from cannabis. For some patients, and this is what she's saying, for some patients, using unimproved cannabis products is the only option, but this is not the idea. That's why we support a robust regulation effort that would lead to more FDA-approved cannabis medicine. Mm -hmm. Those are what the speakers were representing. They were talking about. They have a tremendous public demand to to get these FDA-approved products, cannabis products, regulated and get it right. So yeah. it can, because it's affecting consumers. It is. Yeah, because like you said, we don't know what's cool no, or what's it not. It seems like it changes from minute to minute, day to day. Yeah. And how about that grandmother that got arrested in Florida? She had taken some CBD, I guess, with the hemp in it across the state lines, and they arrested her in Florida. She had a, you know, her doctor had given it to her and the whole bit, but they still, I mean, they let her go ultimately, but who wants to go through that? Now you got to get your mug shot taken and go through all that hassle of lawyers right. and stuff. And then plus you want to be careful too, because most people, you know, just like with stuff that's not regulated, and we, you know, dietary supplements yeah, yeah. have those issues too. Right. They claim, and the article says here, people claiming that these CBD products can heal everything from schizophrenic to cancer. Unbelievable. Right. No regulation. No regulation. No regulation at all. No. So you can't have stuff running around like that. I get it. That's what, yeah, with the popularity of Mm -hmm. these cannabis and cannabinoids. The the moral of that story is get it right. And like the guy said, good luck with that. Good luck with that. With trying to get you know, the cannabis regulated and all that. I can tour the new marijuana facility here in town. Yes. Because I took the test last year to become a marijuana doctor. I subsequently got this job that I'm doing. But mm-hmm. uh, all we had to do was to take this test and then apply to the state of Ohio for a license. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they hadn't opened anything then. But I was told at that time they had 7,000 patients waiting to take it. Wow. On the books. So, wow. I know. Yeah. But, you know, there are studies that have tested cannabis for pain management yes, as well for true. 
cancer patients, right. kidney in, patients. In Pennsylvania, they're using it um, in some of the pain man some of the pain management physicians they are using. Yeah, it. so we can't not that. No, 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 not at all. And then yeah. we know we do know that you know not. I mean, cannabis pro products help with um, glaucoma. Right, that's another disease yes. that where there's been evidence based medicine to support. Right. So help. yes. Yeah. So the key it. is. Yes, the research is out there, but now we got to get all these manufacturers and people that are doing the product right. together. Right, exactly. Because we don't want them sending us, uh, um, helping us buy snake oil. Exactly. That's not effective. That ends our show, D. So, so what do you want? I would just us? like to go back to a few of those things that we talked about in the beginning because this is cancer, National Cancer Survivor Day. Stop using tobacco and avoid secondhand smoke. Eat a healthy, balanced diet. Limit processed meats. Consider the Mediterranean diet. Stay out of the sun. Cover up. Don't go to tanning beds. Get vaccinated against those diseases that lead to cancer. Don't engage in risky behaviors. Only get tattoos at a licensed parlor and see your doctor regularly so they can screen you for various types of cancer. So at the end of the day, we're being proactive. Yes. For our health. Know your numbers. Know your numbers. Yeah. And as always, for more information, go to our website, www.vikidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us. You're allowed to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one person in the United States that's allowed to tweet. That's it. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Email us. Go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com. <laughs>